Hello, everybody, and welcome to Get Lit Minute, your weekly podcast for all things poetic, poetry, and poets. This series is produced by Get Lit Words Ignite, which is a nonprofit organization that uses poetry and spoken word to increase literacy and empower young people. My name is Nia Lewis. In this podcast, we focus on the lives, history, and works of classic poets and modern day contemporary poets. This poet is someone who made a big cultural impact in the 60s and is still making an impact today through his songs, poems, and other literary works. So it is time to get lit, get literacy, and get literate with Gil Scott Heron. Gil Scott Heron was born on April 1st, 1949, and died May 27th, 2011. He was born in Chicago, but after his parents' early divorce, he moved to Tennessee to live with his grandmother, Lily Scott. She was a musician and a civil rights activist, and she even introduced him to Langston Hughes. Langston Hughes would soon become his most important literary influence. And a little fun fact, he decided to attend Lincoln University because Hughes was an alumnus. Even though he never got his undergraduate degree from Lincoln, he got his MS in creative writing from John Hopkins University. When he lived with his grandmother, he was exposed to the discrimination facing the black community through the form of the Jim Crow laws. Combined with the rich culture of black identity, he began to foster a passion for revolution. Scott Heron's poetry collections include Small Talk at 125th and Lennox, a collection of black poems published in 1970 and So Far So Good published in 1990. Small Talk at 125th and Lennox, a collection of black poems, was his experimental debut into spoken word and markets Heron as a poet rather than a singer. The first track of his 14-track album is called The Revolution Will Not Be Televised, which is arguably his most famous song. It also shows that a song in itself is a form of poetry. The revolution will not be televised became a popular slogan among the 1960s black power movements in the U.S., in which advocates believed in racial pride and equality for all people of black and African descent. This poem is heavily relevant even today as the Black Lives Matter movement has entered a period of passionate resurgence. Gil Scott Heron also wrote the novels The Vulture, published in 1970 by the age of 20. He also wrote The Nigger Factory, published in 1972, the memoir The Last Holiday, published in 2012, and is the subject of the biography Gil Scott Heron, Pieces of a Man by Marcus Baram. When he was alive, Heron liked to call himself a bluesologist. He was informed by blues, jazz, and the Harlem Renaissance poets. His foundation as a poet shaped his work as a musician, which can be seen in his astounding success. Heron has released more than a dozen albums over his career, including The First Minute of a New Day, released in 1975, and Reflections, released in 1981. In 2012, Heron won the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award, which is awarded to performers who have made creative contributions of outstanding artistic significance to the field of recording. And I think that is so cool how Heron was able to blend his similar passions of poetry and music to fuel his career, because there is so much overlap between the two. 
When looking specifically at Heron's style, his work shows the influence of Langston Hughes and other poets of the Harlem Renaissance. In his poems and lyrics, he wanted to express himself in a way that was distinguishable to all, especially those who weren't necessarily educated with a master's degree in English literature. That consideration of accessibility is something that I love about Heron's work because sometimes poetry can seem very complicated to someone who's just starting to become interested in it. But Poetry isn't reserved for English classes or categorized as another genre of literature to dissect. Poetry is for everyone. Heron has been nicknamed the godfather of rap and has been viewed as a key influence by a lot of people in the hip-hop community. Rapper and producer Kanye West even created a track built around a sample of Gil Scott Heron's voice, which became the track that would close his platinum-selling 2010 album, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. In the 2000s, Gil Scott Heron struggled publicly with substance abuse and spent the early part of the decade going in and out of jail because of drug possession charges. Oddly, he saw jail as some kind of retreat and even befriended someone who was serving a manslaughter conviction. When he got out of jail, he mainly stayed in his apartment and worked at night. He claimed that spirits would give him melodies, saying, they have helped me out with lines I shouldn't have known, chords I shouldn't have known. Every once in a while, I get lines from somewhere and I think, I better write this down. Now, regardless of whether or not you believe in spirits, as a poet, I know how almost magical it feels when that inspiration just sparks out of nowhere. So I can definitely relate. Now let's get to one of his poems. This poem is very joyful and uplifting and full of repetition. It was published in 1971 and is actually a song. So definitely go check out his music if you're interested after we wrap this episode. Here's Gil Scott Heron's poem, I'll Think I'll Call It Morning. I'm gonna take myself a piece of sunshine and painted all over my sky. Be no rain. Be no rain. I'm gonna take the song from every bird and make them sing it just for me. Birds got something to teach us all about being free, yeah. Be no rain. Be no rain, and I think I'll call it morning from now on. Why should I survive on sadness and tell myself I got to be alone? Why should I subscribe to this world's madness knowing that I've got to live on? Yeah, I think I'll call it morning from now on. I'm gonna take myself a piece of sunshine and paint it all over my sky. Be no rain, be no rain. I'm gonna take the song from every bird and make them sing it just for me. Cause why should I hang my head 
Why should I let tears fall from my eyes when I've seen everything there is to see? And I know there's no sense in crying. I know there ain't no sense in crying, yeah. I think I'll call it morning from now on. I'll call it morning from now on, yeah. Cause... There ain't gonna be no rain. Be no rain. Be no rain. I listen to this song and it is full of soul and it makes you realize that you have to be grateful for a new day. I feel like my grandmother played this song before. It just sounds so familiar to me. Just so nostalgic for some reason. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Get Lit Minute focused on Gil Scott Heron. And be sure to share with your friends and family and take care of yourselves because the revolution is still going strong. See you next week. Get Lit Minute is a production of Get Lit Words Ignite. This podcast was produced by Samuel Curtis, executive produced by Diane Luby Lane, and engineered by Peter Davis. This episode was researched, written, and edited by Bridget Yang, alongside me, Nia Lewis. Lucas Lane is our digital editor, and our editorial advisors are Kelly Grace Thomas and Colleen Hamilton. Special thanks to the entire Get Lit staff and donors who made this work possible, the teachers who use this podcast to educate their students, and to all students of life everywhere for tuning in and spending time with us today. If you want to hear more of our episodes, this podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts and on our website, getlit.org. That is G-E-T-L-I-T dot O-R-G. See you then.